Welcome to Red Door Visions Film and Theatre Industry Podcast, where actors, writers and filmmakers share their experiences of working in the creative industry. Well, really, they're just telling tales. And in this podcast, we have a string of stories to find out what goes on out of the spotlight in showbiz, starting with an anecdote from writer-director Chris Barfoot at the BAFTA Awards Ceremony. These events, they are, uh, they're, they're big booze up. Basically, it's just one huge piss up. So anyway, there's a thousand people. We're all drunk. It's very noisy and everyone needs to use the toilet, right? And the queues are about 50 people long. You know, the guy next to me disappeared and then there was someone else sort of stood there hulking beside me and I thought, this is a bit weird. What's he looking at? You know, I turned around and um, the guy had his hands full uh, with BAFTA awards and it was Albert Finney, dear Albert. And he stood there drunk, you know, looking at me and... I looked at him and he was sort of like, you know, are you going to help me out kind of thing? And I was like, no fucking way. Uh, but I conceded um, to taking one of his BAFTAs. So we both stood there with a BAFTA in one hand and our award-winning appendages in the other. And just proceeded to, to piss, really, uh, and, and chat and laugh. And at the end of it, I handed him back his heavy BAFTA. And we both agreed that we would uh, remember it forever. And... The 50 people that had been in the queue behind me were applauding us and it was just um, the funniest, weirdest, surrealist toilet experience of my life. And bless him, he's not with us anymore, Albert. He was a very funny man. Hello, Sarah D, actor and voice artist. My first professional theatre job was in theatre in education. My partner Geraldine and I played around six characters using masks and costumes in two different plays. And that was each. (laughs) In one school, we were booked for both plays, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Luckily, the headmaster invited us to stay for lunch too. So there we were, sat with a choice set of young pupils, and he was telling us all about the drama projects he did in the school Geraldine and I were really tired and hungry, so we nodded politely and uh, kept tucking into our nostalgic school dinner. (laughs) Then he did a teacher thing. He asked a question straight at me. I thought it was in an effort to wake us up because I thought I heard him say, so are you drag artists or lesbians? Now, shocked... I nudged Jerry and suggested she could better answer that one. Her look of annoyed bewilderment was priceless, but she did respond with, um, we just do it as a living. I obviously knew it was my turn to rescue the situation, so I suggested we queued up for dessert. Once we were out of earshot, I asked Jerry, what did the headmaster ask us? She said, I don't know, but I think he said, are you dramatists or thespians? (laughs) I'm glad I didn't answer him. I was going to say, no, we're just good friends. (laughs) Hi, my name is Chris Stagg and I'm a writer and radio presenter from Essex. 
I have two very short anecdotes to share with you, both of which should have caused me quite a bit of embarrassment, except only one did. The first happened a few years ago now, when I was in the studio of a radio station. We had some sporting celebrities presenting a show, and I'd been asked to show them how to set up a telephone interview. At this point, I had been presenting and producing for about four years, so I was very confident I could help them out. Once I'd done all the required setup, I was surprised to see that the software we used wasn't registering my voice. I spoke louder and louder into the microphone, but for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why it was registering at best a very low volume from me. That's when the sporting stars with absolutely no audio experience had to point out to me that I was actually speaking into a set of headphones and not into a microphone. They both thought it was hilarious and I was highly embarrassed. The second incident involved my late Nan. She was 103 when she died and this occurred when she was about 102. She had lived a fascinating and long life and she wanted me to write a biography of her. She was so excited about it she even gave me the title. I spent many afternoons chatting with her as we always did so it was a pleasure to record her stories. A few years ago, though, when we first started these chats, she told me that she would tell me all about her childhood in Inslington, her experiences of the war, and all the wonderful things she did in her life. Then, quite matter-of-factly, she told me that she would also tell me, in her own words, about all the time she got a bit, because sex would create interest in the book. This didn't faze me at all, because if you knew my nan, you'd know this was a very mild story indeed. My name's Andy Davey and I'm a screenwriter. I'm the son of editor Gordon Davey who did a lot of work in the 60s and 70s with the likes of uh, Carl Foreman and so on. Dad was a smoker, he used to smoke senior service and me and my brother and sisters were trying to get him to stop smoking and we got, I got hold of these um, little tiny paper things that you would put in the end of a cigarette push it down a bit and then after a few seconds after lighting it they would either explode or they would make plumes of snow appear from your cigarette or um, strange black things all sorts of weird things these things would do but mostly explode and I loaded half of his cigarettes with these little tab explosive things and didn't think much more of it until one evening he came home absolutely furious because he'd been to an ex a, a production meeting for some film he was working on with the likes of Ridley Scott or goodness knows who, but executive producers, financiers, and they're sitting around chatting around about all whatever they're doing with this production, and of course Dad offers them cigarettes. You can imagine, <laughs> he's given this cigarette to, he said, the top guy that was there, I don't know if it was a financier or what, the guy's smoking away and there's this almighty bang, his cigarette explodes. A few seconds later, somebody else has got snow coming from the cigarette. Dad's cigarette's fine. <laughs> he didn't work on the film after that, but thankfully he, he did realise the intention was actually a good intention and he did see the funny side of it in the end. It took him a few years. <clears throat> OK. I remember a situation um, that was so embarrassing for me and it was pure 
failure. <laughs> I was invited to that casting for、um, a singing event, and they wanted to do those Disney songs, and almost everyone loves those Disney songs. And I prepared the mermaid thing, and I was so happy to sing it with all my heart and all my passion. For the music and the feeling, and yeah, I came there just as I am, and、um, I realized, okay, those here are real musical girls, and、um, they sing so perfectly. It's like an art. It's 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 technical perfection, and. I already knew. Okay, when it is my turn,、um, I I can't sing like that. I sing beautifully, really, but it is more the heart thing. So, I I had to decide:、um, will I go there and humiliate myself, <laughs> or will I go? So I chose the first. Option and went into that casting room, and I started singing. And I already saw in the face of the casting director, she was、um, really nice, and the other guy was there、um, via Skype. And we all already knew I'm not right for the part, but we still enjoyed my joy, my pleasure, as singing this. <laughs> and I like. The story because in the in in the moment I failed so for the role I failed but I knew I loved that experience because it wasn't that bad as I already thought I really could feel me failing and I didn't die it didn't hurt I I wasn't yeah traumatized for my whole life. It was actually so much fun, and I learned a lot about myself, about the process,、uh, and about relaxing.、Um, and yeah, it was embarrassing, <laughs> totally, but it was a very, very valuable experience. Our last story there from actress and writer Jean Yeager. These arts and media anecdotes were brought to you by me, Sarah D, for the Red Door Vision podcast. Thank you for listening. Our door is always open, so if you have any news, views, information, advice, or a two-minute anecdote involving the creative industries that you're willing to share, email us here: info at reddoorvision.co.uk. With podcast at the start of your subject line, let's make things happen. Red Door Vision, promoting creativity.